This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Here we are again, sat in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Not together. No, that would be nice though, wouldn't it? Maybe we should do that. We booked our little trip because (gasps) me and you and Katie are off for our delayed Christmas um, night away. Yeah, and, and also your birthday. Christmas... Christmas night and your birthday night away. Yes. Next month. Yeah, it's going to be lovely. Are we going to get out of bed? Maybe we could just not. I am. I'm going to get on the bloody tables and start. I'm going to cause chaos. Oh, no. Oh, no. Zoe's on a different trip. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? How was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. It was nice. Um, It was my mum's birthday, so they had the kids overnight. (laughs) Happy birthday, Um, (laughs) mum. On on Saturday night. You know what my mum's like, though? She's like, oh, that was all the birthday present I needed. Oh, mum. What? Um, That's lovely. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, whether she means it or not is a, is, She's a, is legend. a different story. Yeah, I mean, if she lived down the road, I don't think she'd be saying that. No, but, um, it's she still a treat to have them. Yeah, yeah, it's still a treat to have them. So we went to a charity thing dinner on Saturday night and then picked them up and we took lunch in and had a nice day. But it was actually, yeah, really nice. Um I am genuinely not doing anything now for three weeks because you say that every week George I really don't like it and you but anyway you you're out like two nights in a row so I mean, what are you on about stop the press so yeah after school we went out for dinner we had a lovely little pizza um with Max because Kim is away Max and Kim who live down the road they've both been on the podcast they've got oh, speakers yeah, so we yeah. had like a lovely little dinner with Maxie a couple of glasses of um red wine back at our house and then obviously by like 10 o'clock we were like oh god well, let's get the kids in bed and let's just go they had a very late night um but I just drank quite a lot like nine vodka lime sodas whoa <laughs> it was nine. like half a bottle of vodka it, that's a lot isn't it nine vodka lime I think I'd be dead I'm not joking I don't get drunk off vodka I can drink it all night long and I wonder if it's the soda and the lime that keeps me like hydrated that'll be it that will be it <laughs> anyone want to drink all day drink go to Zoe for some <laughs> drinking advice <laughs> And then the next day, clubs, so you're like, no time for a hangover, let's go. So um, they're sort of weekend clubs, dance, football, all that. But then we had my little cousin, who's 18, we had his 18th birthday on Saturday night. So we had to go into London. I've got to be honest with you, I I really nearly cancelled because I was like, I don't want to go out again. But um, actually, it was a really fun night and in bed at one. One? That sounds late to me. I'm Cinderella. I turn into a pumpkin at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) No, she doesn't turn into a pumpkin. (laughs) That's the carriage, isn't it? You even know the story. (laughs) No, I mean, clearly not. Clearly not. Clearly not. But listen, we've got a really good episode today. So... We're not going to keep you telling telling you guys about our weekends and no. Cinderella, bad yeah, Cinderella stories. the stories that we don't know. Yeah, we've got a brilliant, brilliant podcast episode. In fact, I'm gonna I'm throwing it out there, George. One of my all time favorites. Me too. <gasps> Me too. She was amazing. Yeah, and so lovely, so natural, so honest. Just. And we got so much from it. So we ha- yeah. we talked about birth. We talked about the terrible twos. We talked about sleep. We talked about identity. So much chat. Um, but one of those that we really could have continued, and it was a long chat, but it could have been, you know, part one, part two, part three, part four. It could now just be the three-way Made by Mama's podcast with Brooke. <laughs> 
wanted to come back on and do it next week because it was like therapy and I'm 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 down for that. I think yeah, she should be too. on every week. I bloody loved her. George, who are we chatting to today? I did actually just give you a little bit of an insight, didn't I, when I said Brooke? But in case you haven't guessed, we are chatting to the amazing Brooke Vincent. So joining us on the podcast today, ex-Coronation Street actress. Uh, she's mum to two, Mex and Monroe, all-round legends. And from what I can see, the person that rocks a hoodie the best, it's Brooke Vincent. Hello. <laughs> now, before we started recording, we can obviously see you. So if you're not watching this and you're just listening, then we, Brooke's hair. Brooke's we just learned chop. about something called a wolf cut that we don't know about. So can you just explain? <laughs> well, this is the thing. So basically, there was um, this girl on social media. She just looked dead cool, dead mysterious, probably had no kids, like 22, like living life to <laughs> full. I thought I want to be like her. So I took it into my head just as I was like, nah, we're going to do this. And she was like, are you sure? And I've probably done this every probably six months since having the boys where I just fancy right. this rash movement within my life and I think you know what I'm going to make a big decision I want to change everything because it's a bit quiet and this is what I do so literally the other day I had this well just after Christmas I had this wolf cut and I hated it I was like no it needs to go so yeah I've now got the the little bob if it is a bob now isn't it what is a wolf cut it was a bit like shaggy like I look like Rod Stewart now the girl didn't <laughs> so this is the thing that threw me as soon as I had it done it was worse because my partner was outside I think someone had gone on with the cars that day so he was picking me up and I literally looked in the mirror and thought I've not even got time to process this myself and now I've got to go in the car with you and you're going to look <laughs> no, at me as if to say why do you look like Rod Stewart and I don't know why I look like this <laughs> I should have just kept my long hair a modern mullet is that what it is I think it's like the girls that I've seen wear like cool clothes it's like a, it's like quite shaggy and there's like loads and loads of I layers in now. it yes I feel like because I've had long hair for, for pretty much forever it just looked like I had loads of split ends and I kept looking at it I was like oh and I never wanted to do <sighs> it and I tried putting hats on all the time and I was just like no do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna soon so how are you feeling about your new your new love bob? Because it. it's it. gorgeous. We love I, it. Honestly, I thought to myself, this is great. I might be a couple of pounds lighter on the scales by this. <laughs> I was literally like, do you know what? I'm here for it. And I like it. It's less effort. I literally it just is. wash it, leave it, put my cap on, off I go. It you is really nice. It is great. Thanks, but actually, you make a really interesting point because you said that since you've had the boys, every six months you've kind of wanted to make like a rash, a big yeah. change. Yeah. Do you think you've kind of struggled with like maybe like your identity a bit since you've oh become a parent? Oh my god, parent? I'm the first person to say it. I. It's bizarre, really, because I've always wanted to be a mum. I always wanted to be a mum. And if anyone ever says to me, like, what do you want to be in life? I want to be a mum. And I presumed because a lot of people around me was mums. It was just dead easy. It was just like, oh, they're a mum. They're fine. She looks nice. Yeah. And I, I had my first little boy. And I was like, oh, my God. And I had that period. It probably went a bit longer, actually, with, with my first little boy, Max, because of lockdown. And we wasn't really, like in the full social of what like being a mum is and you know the problems that you have day to day like maybe waiting outside a changing waiting for like with poo up the back and all that stuff yeah. um so I, I had a bit longer to kind of like process becoming a mum but I I just didn't know who I was uh day to day before the boys I used to wear like high-waisted jeans now you know, as soon as you have a bump there's no high-waisted jeans within the I struggle with that I struggle with that I couldn't get my head around it I was like I spent my whole life wearing high-waisted jeans t-shirts tucked in and blazers and now I can't do it and it really threw even that was really hard for me yeah and you know I really all of the clothes that that was comfortable and was like free flowing and also I was pregnant in like summer which mm. was just and I was huge like I didn't I didn't hold back like I fully yeah and I'm fully indulged and I think I couldn't see the baby at that point so all I could see was my arms was really big I can't wear that top I can't wear that dress because my bum's now really big my legs are really big and I just really didn't have it in my head that actually there is an aftermath there is a time where you will yeah. lose your baby weight if you don't at the time that you want to you know you can and you can there's so many different 
pressures that you put on yourself within the pregnancy that actually it didn't really matter. And then when I had him, I remember going for something to eat maybe like five or six weeks after and um, I couldn't find anything to wear. Didn't want to wear mm. anything that I wore when I was pregnant. I did, even to the trainers, like I just didn't want to wear anything because I just hated how I looked pregnant. Well, this is really interesting. So your so your lack of identity started during the pregnancy. So when the body started to change, that's when you felt, what, out of control or didn't recognize yourself? Just the clothes that I was wearing. I was like, this is not very me. I'm not really. And, and to be fair, I tried to, I'm quite sporty. I'm quite... I don't really make much of an effort elsewhere. So like, I just felt that I, I didn't feel nice in myself. So then you'd have to try and like do my makeup every day to make myself feel yeah. nice and, and all these different things. Um, I just think there's, there's you, people just underestimate how carrying a child can make you feel and how it can knock your confidence. And I think another thing as well, I was on social media at the time and there was a couple of people within the public eye that was pregnant at the same time as me and I was like I look nothing like them I was right. I just didn't I just didn't I didn't understand it I was like are they on a diet whilst they're pregnant like are they, why they're so tiny maybe it's because I was eating like five chippies a bloody month maybe that was the problem I just couldn't really grasp it so I think I felt a bit like oh my god this is really out of my control because I'm now having to wear things that I try to think of like one of the outfits that I would wear, which was like a gray maxi dress with like a tie around you. Because I always wear things that are oh, oversized yeah. as well, always. And then all of a sudden I couldn't wear oversized because then I looked like an absolute 10. And I was like, oh God, I'm really going to have to. I, I just, I, it was just a complete whirlwind for clothes. Clothes for me was just the absolute. But I was really lucky. I was I wasn't poorly. I was, you know, um, I was healthy. Every I, I went to scans and come out feeling like really, really buzzing and really excited to meet the baby. And so that side of it was always amazing. But I think, like you say, losing your identity for me started straight away when straight when away. I started putting weight on. Do you think it ruined your kind of experience being pregnant? Because, like you say, everything else seemed smooth sailing, and. Yeah, it's one of those times when you're meant to feel so grateful. Like, oh, I'm yeah. so grateful I'm pregnant. Yeah. How lucky am I? Yeah. I'm healthy. The baby's healthy, all of this stuff. But then you've got that internal battle going on. Do you, did you find that? It was more like just an added stress. Wherever yeah. we went, it was just like, what am I going to wear? I remember, actually, it's a really funny story. I was going to an event and I didn't go to any events at that time. I was like, no, I'm not going. I want to just be at home. Um, and the lady who I had really bad um, acne and one of the ladies who helped me with it, she was um, doing a rethink of a clinic and she was like, please, will you come? I was like, really? She was like, please. I was like, okay, I'll come. And I got ready. I remember I had this one dress. I bought these dresses from Zara and they was actually really, really nice. If It was actually really nice, but there was like, it was like a schmock still, but like a shirt kind of schmock. I hate that okay. word, schmock. <laughs> um, and I had these little cowboy boots on and I was like, this is one of my outfits that I feel okay in. Yeah. So I got myself all ready, did my hair, did my makeup, got there. I'd got the wrong day. It was the day after. Oh, and, Brooke. And I was, I can't tell you how gutted I was yeah. because I thought, no, I've wasted my good outfit today and it, it's not for anything. And I was just like, oh my God, now I've got to go back and find something else. And also as well, when you're in the, the public eye and you know you're going to get photographed and you're not feeling your best, it's just, it's again like a battle with like, do I go, do I not, do I let the person down that's really helped me gain confidence within my skin? Like I really yeah. just wanted to be there for her but at the same time, it comes with so many different struggles of just even getting out of the house. I really respect you for being so honest about mm. this because a lot of people assume, like Georgia said, that when you become pregnant, you are supposed to love all aspects of it. When you start getting into, you know, oh, well, it's actually the outfits and it's the clothes, and it's how I feel. It's such a big part of our existence. You know, yeah. on what um, there is, there is really no other time during your life where you feel so out of control with your changing body. And yes. there is also no script or no potion to take to be like, oh, look, here's your okay serum. You're going to feel absolutely fine 
fine with this growing bump and the swollen arms and I had really bad water retention so my face was just like so round and scrunched up I looked like a tiny gremlin and I just wasn't okay with it I just felt very uncomfortable at various parts but there is a bit of a you know we're sort of maybe shamed into not talking about it or there's a taboo that actually like we said you're supposed to love every aspect it's not about yeah because that's that's the thing it's not about you it's about the baby and and I get that and I do I really really do get that and I think even now now like both the boys have been born I feel like if I'm okay we're okay and yeah. that's generally how, and I think a lot of parenting and a lot of how your day runs does totally depend on how you're feeling. Yeah. And and I do stand by it. But yeah, like you say, I was super, super grateful to be tra- carrying my own child and, you know, t- for him to be healthy and for me to be healthy. But that was one of the things that I really struggled with because... I looked on social media and nobody seemed to be struggling with this. People still had jeans. I was like, how have you got jeans on? And even when, and then like, I'd say it in like conversation to people and they go, yeah, but you can get them jeans, can't you? With like the maternity bomb. I was like, I don't fit in those either. I was like, they are horrible. Yeah. It's just complete. Like, whereas, you know, if you, if your style is quite skirts and, you know. Floaty dresses. Floaty dresses. Yeah. Yeah. You could have you could have sailed through it. Georgia, and my second pregnancy, that yeah, me. that's yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Oh my god, it the was, boho yeah. queen. She used to rock yeah. up to places and she would just float Look, in. Amazing, these, and yeah. like, How is that possible? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the second time I was pregnant, I did a I did a range with in the style, and right. it didn't launch till probably when I was six or seven months. But every day I had something to wear. Then I I I, I styled things how I would want to be styled, which is for me was comfort because Mm. I just wanted to feel comfort. I didn't want to feel bunched in. I didn't want to feel restricted. And, you know, so yeah, the second time around, I kind of got a little bit of help within that. But yeah, like you say, it's, it's, but people have different struggles. I had a friend that looked absolutely amazing pregnant, but she was being sick every day. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, you, you have to weigh it up, don't you? And, and you know, them, them nine months where I felt uncomfortable now is just a conversation because I don't feel like that anymore. Who am I? What am I like? Not in high-waisted pants. Like, where's my crop tops? Like, what are we doing yeah. here? Yeah. How do I feel yeah. good? Yeah. Um, we, we would love to ask you about your birth uh, stories yeah. and your labor yeah. because we love a birth story here oh. at Make by Mothers. So, uh, uh, yeah, fr- from from the first to the second, how were they? Okay. So, uh, my first little boy, I was 12 days over, completely oh. had enough. <laughs> Honestly, I can't even tell you how much I'd had enough. I remember I went out when he was due on the day before he was due and I bought milk, flowers and biscuits for like the guests. Honestly, the milk had gone out a day. I ate the cookies and the flowers were dead by the time he arrived. I was literally <laughs> like, for God's sake, we moved house the week before I had him. It was, it was utter chaos. So I was so like, well, they said he's coming the 12th of October, so he's going to be here the 12th. Obviously, yeah. that didn't happen. And then you get people ringing you, and you're like, oh, I've not had him. I've had him. I've yeah. got a message to let you know. Any news? Any news? Like, no, there's no news. You went, no. <laughs> yeah. That's what my agent says to me when I up. Any news? <laughs> no. If there was, you'd know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I went off, went off to hospital. Um to be induced and me and my partner went off and my mum was at work that day and she said right when you're a bit more obviously into labor I'll come up and I had the whole pessary thing I was um due to have my waters broke and then they I I didn't really obviously never had a contraction before we started watching something and I was like this, do you know when like you sat on the bed and you're like, and I kept like moving and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I can't sit still. I was like, I can't sit and watch this. I was like, this is awful. And it was like, my contractions were starting. So yeah, went over um, to the different unit where they broke my waters. That was horrendous because they gave me gas and air and I was like so ready for this gas and air, but couldn't do it. I didn't have the rhythm. I didn't know what I was doing. So fully felt everything. It was no point at all with that gas and air. Um, had my waters broke. And then long story short, I couldn't dilate. I think this is the technical term. I, I couldn't dilate. And I was in labor probably from around 
say maybe like 24 hours now, like in, in like terms of when my contraction wow. started and things. Yeah. I say this, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't that bad because I did have an epidural as well. <laughs> <'Cause> my mum <laughs> said to me, I remember when, when they said to me, when I started having the contractions again, and my mum said when they was getting stronger and they said, would you like an epidural? I said, yeah, I would. And my mum said, Brooke. And I was like, what? And she was like, don't have an epidural yet. I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here for. Yeah. I was like, nobody is going to be clapping me at the end of that bed when I give birth. No, like, I'm not wait. having an epidural. Classic mum comment. Classic yeah. mum comment. I was like, that, no, mum. So had the epidural, and then yeah, uh, this went on from probably around nine o'clock till about five o'clock in the morning, five six o'clock in the morning, and still nothing. And they kept doing a sweep. There was nothing, and. Basically, I can't, I don't really know the technical terms, but there was lack of oxygen getting to his brain. And right. the nurse said to me, look, we're in a situation here where I can either put you in first now for a cesarean. You can go to the theater and your baby will be here in 15 minutes. She said, or oh, if you sit on it, I can give you another sweep and you can wait and see what happens and see if you dilate naturally. And I was like, well, no, I'll just have a cesarean. But because... I'm very chilled out about stuff like this. I think your baby's going to come to you either way. Your baby's going to get fed either way. I'm really not hung up on, I want to feel the pain and things like that. I was just really wanting my baby to arrive healthy and for it to mm. be a nice experience. And I just said, well, okay, well, I'll have the cesarean then. But me saying that, I also didn't realise the cesarean aftermath. Yeah. So I went off, uh, went and had a cesarean and yeah my little boy Mex was born and he was just like it was such a so it's, it's, it's like one of them situations that you don't have the words for the midwife put him on me and he stopped crying and I was like oh my god he knows I'm his mum I was like he must love me and it was just such a bizarre strange like overwhelming feeling um and then yeah and then that, that was him. And then basically my second, I booked him for another cesarean because with my scar from Mets, I didn't heal. It didn't heal. And I, and I think a lot of why it didn't heal is because I didn't rest. I came home. Yeah, we need to come back to the cesarean aftermath. We'd want to hear about that part. Oh, okay. We, yeah. yeah so, so basically it didn't heal. So I wanted to have another cesarean so that I could have a better chance of my scar healing. So I booked in, I was on the afternoon slot with Monroe and I went into labor at one o'clock that morning and I was like, oh my God. Oh, before? Yeah, the day before, like literally the, the morning of the afternoon slot, I was like, why is this happening? <laughs> Driving down bloody Ashton Road, like absolutely in bits. And I remember, I'm such a, I'm such a drama queen. I have no pain threshold at all. I remember being in the hospital. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And I said, I'm here for a cesarean. And the was like, <laughs> well, if you're more than ten centimeters, you are gonna have to push. I said, I won't be. She went, you seem in a lot of pain. I was like, how many am I? She's like six. I said, see. She was like, oh my god. But I say to the girls, I was like, is six centimeters like? painful like are you painful like are you in pain at six centimeters I'm just a wimp like I didn't really know I just knew that I had it set that I wanted a cesarean to to heal my scar basically yeah. and um yeah and funnily enough his uh his cesarean birth um was a lot more what's the word um complicated he had started coming down the birth canal so they've had to bring him up and then he was taken away and that in itself like you, yeah oh I, but I just didn't know what was going on and are they talking to you in that moment or not kind of um I said to I said to my partner Kiana I said you go with him I said because you can obviously see what's going on but I can remember him crying and then not crying and crying and not crying and I remember the woman saying to me we're just trying to clear his airways. And I was like, okay, but I, I, what does that it's mean? such a bizarre, yeah. yeah, I don't know what that, there's like technical, mm. I just didn't know what they was doing. And, um, yeah, you know, thankfully he was, he was absolutely fine. But I think even again in them really, really early moments, even though I'd had a baby, 
it was a completely different experience. I was in a completely mm. different situation. And actually, I was none the wiser. Mm. How were you postnatally? So you've obviously mentioned mentioned that the cesarean scar didn't heal properly. So I guess that's the physical side of things. How were you mentally after you had your first? Mentally, I was okay. Um, yeah. I think, like I say, I think a lot of it, I, I didn't feel too, I say I didn't feel pressured. I think one thing that I always say to people that haven't got children yet, and that are pregnant, like my friend's pregnant at the minute. And I say to her, like, enjoy this time because when you have your baby, you want to be around and be present for people. You want to seem like you've got all your shit together. And when really, it doesn't matter because you can have all the rest of the years to have yourself in a routine. And I was so set on that. Like, I used to get up every morning, I'd get him ready, I'd get myself ready, I'd come down. I'd wait for, I'd have, I had that many people that wanted to come and, you know, show us love. I'd have time slots for people. I was like, you're here nine till 10, you can come 12 till one. And I used to do it like that till my partner got home. Yeah, I, looking at it now, it was ridiculous. But, you know, I wanted to show him, I wanted everybody to, to meet him. Mm. But actually within that, I can't ever remember sitting in bed with him and, you know, yeah. having a lazy day. Do you know what? That... That's exactly how I was with my first, but the second I didn't do second that. Did yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. The same did as you do you. it different? Did you? Yeah. Did you kind of soak in that like yeah. late slower day? Well, yeah. The the second, um, the second time I'd, I'd given birth, I said I'm not coming down for a week. I was like, mm. I'm literally staying in bed. I had the same. I was really lucky. I had the same midwife, and. Um, she said to me, because I really wanted to hoover the first time I'd, I'd come home. I was like, I'd just moved I just moved. I was like, I really want to hoover. Well, <laughs> she did. The stairs. And they kept saying, you can't hoover it because it's pulling and it's pushing. So I used to sit on the stairs with the handheld, just like, because that's, <laughs> it's ridiculous when I think about it. But it was, it was something that made me feel normal. And it was something that was, a, mm. it was ridiculous, but it was a little thing. And I, um, with my second, I said, no, I'm going to sit in bed for the week and whoever comes to see us can come upstairs and see us. Um, and I didn't stay in bed for the week. I obviously came down and, you know, I had another little boy to look after. My my eldest was only 18 months when my baby was born. And that that's what when I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? how am I even going to be able to do this? How am I going to be a mum to two people? And I remember with with Mex, I, I give him absolutely everything. I looked at him every single minute of the day. And I thought, how am I going to do that with Monroe? But also look after Mex that takes up every second of the day as well. And yeah. I still haven't got over I still not got over the whole mum guilt thing. I have that regularly. We'll be right back after this short break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? What do you feel guilty about, Brooke? Oh, all sorts. My, my eldest was showing me a headstand the other day, but I missed it because my youngest had threw orange down the side of the couch. So I was like, okay, sorry, <laughs> can we go again? You know, it, <laughs> I feel like, Sometimes it's really hard to give them both separate times. I, I, I do it with nursery. I, I basically have them both in nursery and then they both have a day separate where I have a day with just them. And, That's nice. you know, That's so it's good. Really good. Yeah. So they both, they're both in on a Monday. They're both off on a Tuesday. Tuesday is like 
hell. Tuesday <laughs> is like a circus for me. I can't wait until my partner gets home on a Tuesday. I'm like, there we go. Um, but then, yeah, Wednesday, my youngest's off. Thursday, my eldest's off. Friday, they're both in. But it just gives me chance to, you know, on Thursday with my eldest, we go bowling now because he likes bowling. But I can't take my youngest bowling because he just doesn't yeah. get it. And I can do just soft play with my youngest. And my eldest isn't having me running around the big bit. So it is nice to have to have that separate time with them. Um, and it, it's become the routine. And I, I have recently gone back to work in terms of like, gone back to acting I've, I've started going for auditions again now and and um trying to get back into that but in the case of the day like that was my week that was what my day consisted mm. of making sure the boys were okay and and you know going off and planning the day somewhere yeah. It's interesting that you talk about the circus, George, because oh, we obviously hell. had the same thing, didn't we? Our, our, my, mine are the, exactly the same um, age apart as, as yours too. So I had two, at eight, you know, one was 18 months, one was a newborn. And like for ages, you're just thinking, how is this even going to be possible? And then you realize like new babies just got to come with you on your chest. The other one's in the pram or trying to drag them down the street. And and it is a, it is a fucking circus. And that's what yeah. it is. You're just surviving day to day, aren't you, George? Yeah. Was it a conscious decision to have them really close together or was it just... No, it was a conscious... I, I it was fully conscious, made yes. this decision. I fully, yeah. fully made the decision, which is absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing. Um, but even like on days when one when the other one is at nursery, I literally think, one child's so easy. Like, yeah. we're having a ball today. I only have to think about your clothes. I only have to bring your bag. Um, but having said that, it's the most amazing chaos I've ever known. They yeah. make me laugh so much together. They, they're so different. They're like, literally like me and their dad, they, we've got one of each. So all the things that like I annoy their dad about, my eldest will get annoyed with my youngest about. You know, like when they just do annoying things and you can see it. Like an old married couple. Yeah. I love it. I was going to say, those, both of them are now at school and it's so nice, isn't it? Because yeah. they're so close in age. Like mine yeah. are nearly three years apart. So they're at very different stages. But I see Luna and Kit and I'm like, oh my God, it's actually the chaos, it's chaos for a bit, isn't it? And then all of a sudden it kind of just comes together. They, they, they fight all the time as in, <laughs> and they, I, all, all day long, I just see them doing this. They're just nudging, pushing, shoving. But then I find them together, like I found them together last night and they were just chatting in Kit's room and Luna was going, so, okay, that's it then. I'm going to move into this room with you and then we're going to turn my room into like a cozy sofa room and Kit was like yeah you go chat to mummy so they, they'd like planned that planned they wanted to live. obviously by the morning they fucking yeah. hate each other again yeah. and they're like absolutely yeah. no way but for that split yeah. second I've got two little best mates that are only a year apart in school and it does make it easier yeah. this first bit when do you, when does Mex go to school he's not he's October so he's not till next year so it's you've got another year and, and a then half. they okay. are like yours they'll, they'll yeah. be a year apart but I, yeah. I see that now I do see um, I see them canoodling, canoodling, like <laughs> conniving, canoodling, little, yeah. conniving. Like they're yeah. like, I see them like cooking up a plan of like how to sabotage yeah. my day or they'll, <laughs> they'll blame each other. My eldest blames my youngest for so much. And I'll say, who's done that? I'll be like, Roe. And I was like, mom, Roe, have you done it? He'll be like, no. And I'm like, who's done it then? And I have to tell Max, I say, I'll ring the policeman and I'll look at the cameras. Okay, it was me. <laughs> and honestly, the things that I say to them, they probably think when he actually understands that actually it means nothing. You know, when you get all your words muddled up when you're telling them off, like I do that all the time. And one day he's going to look at me and go, mum, Stop. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's not about? true. And then all your, all yeah. your tactics are out yeah, the window. Out That's the window. what I find. Yeah. I do remember when my youngest turned one and I remember crying my eyes out because I thought, oh my God, I've struggled for a year. I've, I've literally struggled every single day for a year. Not, not like, oh my God, today's been a struggle in terms of like the constant battle of the washing, the feeding, the making sure everyone's got everything. And, and it's been really, really hard for a full yep. year. And that year's just gone like that. And I'm like, oh my God, but it's like people say, you know, this bit is the chaotic bit. And in when they're five and they're six or seven and eight or whatever they are, they'll go on holiday and, you know, they'll play together. They entertain each other, which they do entertain each other, to be fair. They, they're football mad. So they're just constantly kicking the ball around my house. But they, um, they do entertain each other and they do love each other. And I hear it, 
I hear my eldest, they can't wait to wake each other up in the morning. And I'm like, at the minute, it's horrendous. They're both in my bed. Yeah, let's talk about the sleeping because I've seen your, I've seen some posts on social media, Brooke, oh. and bless you. No one's having much sleep. No in one's having sleep. Are they? No. This is another thing. We had, we had Max, and when we decided to have another baby, at that time, we, I thought I'd boxed it. He slept, yeah, he was amazing. He was really, really well behaved. As soon as I had my second, he just turned into terrible twos. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And then he wasn't sleeping because he wanted to see what was going on in my room because the baby yeah. was in my room. Um, then they're both in the same room. So they're both in the same room now. They both have the same room. That's and cute. um yeah, it was all fine. Everyone slept. Everyone was having a really good night's sleep in their own bed until Christmas when I went on holiday. And as soon as I got home, it's just been absolute hell. One thing I have done is changed my youngest bed. So it was a cot, but I've made it into a cot bed now, but the same as his brother's. So that I thought a lot of it might have been that he was feeling trapped and he couldn't get out. So yeah. now he can get out. But like, now he can get out. I woke up this morning and he's here. And I'm like, <laughs> how have you got in this bed? When did you, he comes down the hall, bless him. He looks like a little advert. He comes down the hall with his teddies, no matter what time of the night it is, with his full oh. teddies, trotting down and gets in bed. And then I've got this one who which is Max, who's three, who generally has night terrors, who's oh no. absolutely kicking off. Then we've got Keanu, who's getting up for football in two hours, and me, who's literally in the middle thinking, I'm glad I've not got long hair anymore because you would really be on it and I wouldn't be able to move. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous, honestly. Have you thought about putting them in a double bed? Because we hear that quite a lot, Brooke. The yeah, they said that they to me. Want, they, they want to be, I found with my two, that the minute they went, they, they did a period of being in a double bed together and it was just lovely for them because they, they could like almost, it. they loved they've it, got, they yeah. it. They've got each other, they've got someone else there so they don't have to get in ours. I was going to say, yeah. we also yeah. had like this ch- paediatrician or, I think it was, yeah, a, ch- a paediatrician on like a while ago and she actually said, like, think, like, I'm, I'm the, if my partner's away, I don't sleep. Yeah properly I always sleep better like next to somebody and like they're the same and so if they've got a sibling it is like it, I mean I, I won't be doing it <laughs> <laughs> mine will kill each other and probably squash each other but yeah you'll like, sleep right don't they so, well I was yeah. at I was at a children's party the other week and I was telling the girls about it and I was complaining and one of the girls was like well, it's not going to be forever yeah. and this whole thought process of what I'd had in my head was literally like no it's not it's not going to be forever so I've kind of relaxed a lot on that matter now that was the only thing comment it's like well I don't care it's like it's happening now and it's really pissing me off so you like they did actually say about the double bed now I'm a bit pedantic like this because I think well everyone needs their own bed everyone needs their own space right and a double bed I just don't know how I'd feel about, I just don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about it because then to be fair, their cousin come and slept the other week, come to stay and Gray and Mex was going to be in the spare room, but Monroe was having none of that because he couldn't see what was going on in that room. So then I said, let's put them all in the spare room. Yeah. That just was hell. So then we put them all in. Then I ended up being on the absolute ceiling. Everyone was in trouble and I'll go and sleep like this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, nobody is asleep. <laughs> um, but it's it's once you've got over one hurdle, there's another yeah. one. And that's so, just what yeah. it is. And my partner says it to me all the time that like he's really good at keeping his patience and he's literally like so chilled and so laid back. And I'll be like, but why are they doing this? And he'll be like, but Brooke is like, they're two and they're three. Yeah, it's true. Mm, that's who's just good why. cop? Who's good cop and who's bad cop? He's a good cop always. Always, really? he's. Mm. I keep pointing. He's not here. I just. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'm always bad cop. Are you always. strict? Yeah, yeah. But I think on, I think bro. I'm. I don't. Is it I'm strict? I don't think I'm strict. I just. I just don't like it when. I do. De- I do try and pick my battles, but then some mm. days I think I've got these clothes out. I've ironed them for you. And now you just want to wear a football kit and we're going outside and it's cold. So no, you can't wear your shorts. You're going to put this on and we're going to go out. I don't want to wear it. And that's just, but then they, they both, if one of them's got a kit on, the other one wants a kit on. Yeah. Like they're, yes. they're literally like my youngest two minutes apart from my eldest with oh. everything. 
Yeah. Yeah, we have that. Yeah, the football kit Bloody battle. Football it's like, I've got all these lovely clothes for you. Don't you want to wear them? Although, no. right, the best thing about football kits, I was mortified when my son started wearing football kits and now my daughter does as well. They don't require ironing. No, they don't. And do you know what? No. They wash and dry really well. Yes, they dry exactly. within a minute. Yeah. yeah, I'm here for that. I am here for that. I'm like to my daughter, do you want some Astros? Yeah. Should I get yeah. you some Astros? And she's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like brilliant uh, because these girls' blouses are an absolute pain in the ass. Pain in so, the yeah, ass, yeah, exactly. All the way. It's it's literally a talking clothes. I the kids are constantly in. Have you ever been to Asda's Asda the Asda range? They George, have yeah, George, love it. the unisex so range. Good for boys. So, mm. Yeah, so I've literally when last week my friend was in there, she sent me something. I literally get the boys summer clothes from there because like there's just. They wash nice, they're really cheap, and it's just really easy. And I dress them the same as well, which is also another thing that can just is an added pressure. It's not necessary, but they just want to be dressed the same now as well. Yeah. Whatever the other one's got on, they want to have on as well. So I just get them the same clothes. Um, but yeah, it's either they're either in their leggings or the little cycling shorts from Asda with an oversized t shirt or the little Zara tracksuits. The little Zara tracksuits are amazing. Before we kind of wrap up, because we, we, you know, we've kept you for a very long time, your relationship, how do you think it's changed with your fiance since you've had the boys? And how do you guys make time for each other? <sighs> this is a constant conversation in our house because. Like say that as the boys change, you know, we change our situations change. Um, anybody that says their relationship's exactly the same is is lying because it's not. It's really really hard. I think I take a lot of my stress out on him because he's not necessarily here all day to see what goes on, especially on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, it's game over because I've had them both all day, but he's been at work all day. So we'll come in and they'll be like, and I'm like, there you go. I just need a minute. And, you know, I think it is a constant thing of, and we say it all the time, you know, we need to take time. We need to go for dinner tonight or we need to do this. And the time comes where we can like do it. And I go, just want to watch Happy Valley you know and you know I think it is the time as soon as the kids go to bed we sit down both of us and we're like we just both have like a deep breath he'll go off and watch the football for an hour and I'll go off and scroll up and down my Instagram or whatever it is that I want to do without having to answer to anybody um but I think the, the main thing is you know I look at him and for everything that I get annoyed at him with he's the best dad to my children, you know, and that's what kind of, I think is a, is a massive thing is that no matter what's going on within the day, no matter how stressful his day's been or my day's been, you know, we're both here to be, to be parents and to be the best parents. And like I say, he's the one that will sit me down sometimes and be like, right, what's going on? Like, why, why, why are you so stressed? Why can't you wear them? And I'm like, because I've ironed this four times today. I da, da, da. And he'll, he'll, he'll piece it all together for me sometimes. And, and I think I need that. Um, but it has changed. And, you know, I think a lot of our relationship was coming home from work, going to the shopping center, having something to eat, going shopping, going to cinema, all the things that essentially you can't do breezily with children. Mm, yeah. But, then you find different things that you enjoy doing together. And then like a lot of how, I honestly say when I'm at my absolute happiest, and you probably agree as well, is we go on this walk near our house and we'll go and pick the kids up from nursery. It'll be on a Tuesday or whatever and we'll go off. And it's easy for the boys. There's no hills. They can't fall anywhere. It's just, they'll just go off and we'll just walk as well. And I think Mm. that for me is the best time where like everyone's free. No one's really on the phones. Everything's like back at the car. And it's only like a 10 minute walk. It literally is nothing. But it kind of resets us a little bit as well. Mm. And just like, it's hard. It's hard being a parent. It is. And I think people don't, you know, as, as honest as like people are when we, when we do podcasts like this. And I think it's amazing that you girls are doing it because I think it is a conversation that people need to hear and different opinions. Mm. Because if you've got, for instance, if you've got a nanny, then your relationship may still be the same. 
because you've got that support network where you can say, actually, can you can you just watch the children while we have this conversation? Whereas I'm still trying to finish off conversations. Or if your children are in school, you know, and, and say, for instance, you have a day off. There's so many different things that you've got to obviously yeah. weigh yeah. up. And you've got to work totally, at it. Yeah, got totally. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. De- dependent on the situation. And I love that you said that, you know, it's going for a walk for 10 minutes that resets you because there's so much about date nights and all of this kind of stuff and actually that's not always possible and it's not always what you need sometimes it's just like the small things that actually small things consistently that can keep you kind of like communicating and together when are you going back to Corrie because I miss you on it are you not going to again kids it's it's hard because I would definitely have to get like a, a nanny or like an old pair or somebody to help me with the school run. And I, I just think at the minute, whilst I, and I also want to do, I do want to challenge myself a little bit. And I yeah. love Corinne. It's my home and I love everybody there. And But I just think I need things that are not consistent. I need jobs that are two days here where I can sort yeah. the boys out and you know my mum works she works shifts so she's not always on hand and it's just a juggle it's just a massive juggle and yeah. you guys will know more than obviously anyone you come last within yeah. your family the mums come last and you know I, I do a lot on social media now which is doable on a Monday like this is doable I've been I've loved nothing more but if you said to me Brooke you need to come to London for three hours I'd be like girls yeah, can't come can't do it yeah so a lot of a lot of now what I do is just a, a, like adapting around the kids really but yep. yeah okay. I, I love I love Corrie I really really do we always ask our guests for the best piece of advice that they've ever been given as a parent or like a piece of advice you might give your mate when, yeah. they, when they're pregnant um mine has always been will always be a lot of people have children but not everybody is your baby's mum Basically, it means that everybody can be a mum, but not everybody's your child's mum. So as in like, you know know best, your friend could have five kids, but she's not your baby's mum. You know what is right for your baby. Yes, got it. it. Um, And your diehard products, the ones that you absolutely can't live without, brands that you love, uh, things that you use day to day with the kids for you. Early days, the prep machine from Tommy Tipper. Yes. My lifesaver, absolute lifesaver, especially with my second, because I had so much going on with my first that it was just easy. Uh, my second, a nanny monitor. Have you heard of them? They basically, it's just a, it's just a style. It's just a brand of uh, monitor, but they tell you like when they wake up. They tell you like when they've moved, whether they've like turned around. There, it's is it video? Phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video one. Right. Um, so yeah. they're called a nanit monitors. Um, baby wipes. I mean, and that's not really a product, but it just gets me through life. Which brand? Baby wipes. Uh, the ones from Alda. Oh, yeah. Nappies and wipes from Alda are the, the ones. Agree. Where's your hoodie from? That's just uh, two friends sister asking stories. Do you know what's bizarre? Gorgeous. My... Um, do you know whose brand this is? You know, uh, Claudia Fogarty has just been in Love Island. Yes. Her yeah. and her sister, Danielle, they did this like a few years oh, ago. Wow. Yeah, this is theirs, but they have it in really nice colours. But yeah, I just got this one on today. So Thank nice. You. Literally, hoodies and tracksuits, I was all about living. Cats. Yes. Um, and I don't and think ba- I have Batman any headphones. And Batman headphones. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I can't even feel. Brooke, it's been so lovely coming on. Um, you were absolutely wonderful. And do you know what? I think from both George and I, thank you for being so real yeah. on socials because you definitely don't dress it up. And the fact that you backed into a bollard the other day after also filling up your car with petrol, not diesel. Can you deal with that? I, Can you I just deal wanted to give you the biggest Not hug. only did I back into it, I reversed. I drove over it reversed back over it and there was like people looking like none of us said anything I didn't say anything they didn't say anything and I just drove off drove off and cried and I was like oh, oh. my god oh it makes me feel so much more normal when honestly if you want to like feel that. better about your life follow my Instagram because I'll put up my daily <laughs> nonsense that I put up with because it's 
you can't make class of it up. You honestly can't. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, we'll get we'll get you back on in about ten years when we when we we, we re listen to this clip where we go. Yeah, well, once they get to five and six yeah. and seven, it'll yeah. be absolutely yeah. fine. Then they'll be on as teenagers and we're going, what yeah. the fuck? What's going <laughs> exactly. on? Thank you, girls. Honestly, Thanks, I've had a really good time. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. Thanks. Thank you. Well, we told you, didn't we? But what an incredible conversation. We all loved that, didn't we? She's just, just gra- like so great. Um, and, you know, we always expect our guests to be really honest when they come on here. And it's not it's not that easy, is it, to be, you know, to be really honest and lay all your cards on the table. But I think that she did exactly that. And mm. thank you. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you for coming on and being honest and, you know, t- showing that it's not always easy. No matter who you are and what's going on, we all really do struggle. Um, at yeah. Times. yeah yeah absolutely and also it's fine to say that you're struggling and I think we keep reiterating this that we hear it so much I mean it's not just our guests on the podcast the dms that come in every single day saying people just messaging us being like can you help me girls we need I need some advice I'm not coping with this or I'm finding this part really really tricky and you know I've got no one to talk to it's amazing how isolating you can feel when you become a parent and actually having people like Brooke on to really kind of you know blow it out the water and be like parenting is hard it is amazing but it's also really hard so can we talk about all of it uh yeah we couldn't do it without guests like brooke so again thank you so much for coming on and um thank you guys for listening as always we'd love you to rate review subscribe and give the podcast a little follow yeah please do and actually i heard someone say this on their podcast if you keep subscribing and following we'll get better guests so yes ultimately, <laughs> it's for you guys as well it's in your it's in your interest um and if you have got any suggestions for guests or if you've got any feedback on this podcast then please do drop us a DM. We're on at Made by Mamas on Instagram and we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 